subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. <laughs> no, nothing on my phone. I, th- I thought you were holding your phone in such a way. I thought you were about to play something. No, I've just discovered the lunacy, which is uh, Telegram, and I can't stop. Uh, I can't ah. stop reading it. The Telegram channels. Anyway, let's go. Hello, egg chasers. It's the egg chasers rugby podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. This is the second podcast. See, we don't only make sure we're not we don't we're not content. With being the only podcast that's there for you every Monday morning, 52 weeks in the year, for over eight seasons and counting now, we sometimes like to make sure you have two. That's right. Just so we can box off, you know, while everyone's only talking about the Six Nations like there's no other rugby that exists, there is a podcast that is also going to spend some time looking at domestic matters, at grassroots matters, and that's why we're here. I'm Tim, that's JB. Hello, Tim. That's Phil. Hello, Tim. And uh, is, is, is there much rugby content on Telegram? Um... No, but maybe we should start on the mm. Telegram channel. I, I don't know what Telegram is. So Telegram I'm, I'm is like cool a kids. social... Me- I guess it's a bit like WhatsApp. But then it's developed into something else, so you get these channels. Kind of groups and channels and yeah, kind of in WhatsApp fashion. So the reason I'm... Some let you reply, some don't. Yeah, it's weird. So I've got onto a group which basically is about Ukraine. So, okay. you know, just basically war, like reports. And it's hard to say how um, how uh, valid these reports are, but there they are. You know, it's uh, good to keep up with current affairs. There are also lots of other groups on Telegram, some of which would be considered conspiratorial, some which would not be considered conspiratorial. Okay. But what's interesting is people, now we've got the Telegram app, people stop popping up. Someone's just joined Telegram. You think, oh, I wonder what conspiracy theory they're here for. <laughs> 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 so, you know, very respectable people. You think, oh, I wonder if they're, I wonder if they're down the rabbit hole too. <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh... <laughs> the, I mean, it, it's it's mainly about ninety five percent memes like that. For example, Let's see. it's just okay. Just, yeah. It's just lots and lots of memes. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so there's yes. all sorts of shit. That's like good. That. I enjoy. I enjoy. Yeah, a, yeah meme, a meme as much as the next man. It's not quite as cu- curated as say the Twitter censoring. Let's put mm. that. 
That's true. Uh, but yeah, maybe we should have a Telegram channel. For what reason, I do not know. We, no. so, what, mm. what, what, what we put on it? Scores, uh, memes, rugby conspiracy theories. Rugby <laughs> conspiracy. I've got plenty of them. Yeah. What? But what is a rugby conspiracy? What would a rugby conspiracy theory be? Owen Farrell oh. hates Ben Spencer. Uh, Owen ha- Farrell hates Spencer. What has <laughs> Owen Farrell said to keep Ben Spencer out of that team? Actually, now you say, now we put it like that. There's been lots of those <laughs> on this few. podcast over yeah. the years. I don't know about you, Tim, but I think it's a bit suspicious that there's, bit, that there's ring fencing this year. Don't you? <laughs> well. On domestic matters, right, and and, and one story, there was an RFU council or board or whatever it was, Uh I don't know what the word is, meeting on Friday night, within which apparently certain elements were kept completely confidential. I mean... The thought that the RFU might might not be fully transparent in their communications is shocking. I I cannot (laughs) believe that I'm saying that. But uh, the one of the things that apparently is being floated, again, unilaterally, with no involvement in voices lower down and done in secrecy and with zero transparency, is to have premiership clubs being allowed to have their reserve team in a kind of hybrid, weird championship. I've heard this and I hate it. I hate it. Why? 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 The, g- the good part is that they're talking about a English Cup competition which involves Premiership A-sides, Championship, and some other lower leagues. Okay, Fine. yeah. Great, good. That's good. But a hybrid Championship League, no. what would that mean? If if uh, Leicester Tigers A finish top, they get promoted to the Premiership, the premier- or, or do you then go down to the highest non-Premiership well, side? Not- or does, does this basically just mean... They've already decided there is going to be no more promotion relegation, and let, they've, they've just decided that. Well, would it not be similar, I guess, to how Spanish football works? And I was going to say Barcelona B team yeah. play in. They play in the normal league structure, don't they? They do, and obviously they don't get promoted because that would be ludicrous. Have they ever been promoted? No, I don't think the, so. So if Barcelona B finished top, and then, I don't know, Osasuna or whatever. Um, were second. Osasuna go up to the. I believe so. I believe that's how it works. I mean, I'd have. To I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I tell you what, I did do the other day. I was having my hair cut, and the guy cutting my hair, I just find him a little bit tiresome. So I went down the rabbit hole of reading about uh, Deportivo La Coruña. Can you believe that they've gone from where they were to the third division of Spanish football? Really? Yeah, me- mental. So yeah, I don't know his answer. I I, I don't like it in principle. So. Something else similar has happened to this in the past, which is in Wales. So they had the regions, and below that is a premiership, below mm. that is a championship. And, you know, it's all fairly good. And the problem came about if the regions had an A team, well what does that mean for the what does that mean for the championship? Do they play in the championship? Do they play against the championship? Do they play against each other? Is there then a you know, a pro a pro fourteen a uh, a league? I think squads are big enough as it is. Actually, they need. Well, if they say they need more players, they need to pay them more. You know, they, well, they need more uh, more money. But you can't say on the one hand you need more players and bigger squads, and then operate two different squads. So no is the answer. You can't have your Premiership A team playing um, in the Championship. I think it's ludicrous. Uh, I, I, ludicrous is a word I would also use, and, and particularly look at the Championship and. and just, let's just mention the the championship which we were talking up last week. Two top of the table games 
first v second, third v fourth in the championship has left it in the most incredible fashion because going away from home, Doncaster Knights won at Ealing. Mm. And Cornish Pirates snuck a win at home to Jersey, Jersey, meaning the table is... Have you got it there, Phil? I have. Well, it's for Cornish Pirates to lose, is it not? It, it's, it's the, it is Cornish Pirates. Um, it's within their control. So right now, Doncaster are top, but they've played two more games than Cornish Pirates and Ealing. So they're top, played 18 with 67 points. Cornish Pirates played 16, 63 points, four mm. points down. And Ealing now find themselves played 16, 60 points, with Jersey Reds played 18 on 59 points. And you you probably think that that loss of Jersey um, away to Cornish Pirates probably takes them out of it. Yeah. yeah. Because they they have got... They're be, behind Cornish Pirates and Ealing, who have both played two fewer games than they have. Who would you... We've already talked about this, but uh, as I understand it, Doncaster have been given... Again, this is something else which was meant to come out of the RFU council meeting and hasn't been widely made transparent or whatever. But Doncaster will meet the criteria for pre- the Premiership were they to finish top. Mm. Uh, I believe that's the same with Ealing. Cornish Pirates will not. not. Wait, I, I, I hate that as well. I hate it. Mm. Just let the boys play. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. And... and would you be bothered? I understand, you know, and I understand it from a broadcasting point of view. But would you be bothered watching on TV if you knew Cornish Pirates, okay, they've got their stadium coming, we're going to play a season or two at the Menai? Oh. I, I wouldn't care. I think the problem comes when other owners have already made that commitment. That's the issue, isn't it? It's not maybe, what does it look like for the broadcasters? They'll say that is the case. But if but I'm... If, if they've made a commitment for a new stadium already... Yeah. Exactly. So they, and, and has it been built? I, is this no, thing actually been built? No, it's plans approved, funding in place, I believe, is where it is. Uh, but yes, I, they have made that commitment. I do I, remember I when my it. brother was at Nottingham and they were having a go at the they were having a go for the Prem. Um the Premiership told them Oh no, sorry, Meadow Lane, which is Notts County Football Club's uh, ground. No, uh, no, sorry, it doesn't meet the criteria. Something really? to do something to do with the toilets. And the the doors on the toilets. Legitimately, the, the <laughs> rules were so stringent, so as to be obtuse. And and they said no, Nottingham, you wouldn't qualify. Yet, the clubs that were already in the Premiership wouldn't meet the same criteria yeah, yeah, yeah. if it were applied to them. That's because Edgley Edgley Park uh, Stockport Sale were using it at the time. Edgley Park, um, when Sale were using it, yeah, wouldn't pass the RFU's criteria if they were in the championship trying to come up to the premiership. I yes. can see that. Yeah, yeah. Although it's, I quite like that ground. No, I like that ground. But my, my point being is is it's just, it's, it's farcical the way it's applied sometimes. Yes. I don't know if that's still the case, but it was. It certainly was. Well, and it, it actually caused issues because London Welsh, when they came up, ended up playing in Oxford, didn't they? Shortly before they uh, were insolvent as an organisation. So it's not like it's not like that. Those rules have had great success for stability and continuity in the past. Yeah, it, that was a total disaster. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Right. better news. Um, yes. So uh, just going down the leagues, the the teams which we like to talk about. Um, Tumish Judians uh, scored a few tries. They did lose. They did lose to Coldy, uh, didn't they? But on twenty nine minutes, Watson scored. I can only assume that his egg chase's very own. Hugo, Hugo. I get. I, I think that's him. 
If not, it's, it is very... No, actually, if it's not, we'll claim that we'll claim that, that Watson too. Yes, Yeah, he absolutely. can be one of us, so, that, so, so that's absolutely fine. Um, Albion won, last try of the game. Against the club. Get, yeah. Against club. Get, get in the Albion. Yes, great uh, Albion. And an enormous result in the, nor- in the Northern Premier. In fact, a weekend of enormous results. Preston turned over Otley. Nice. Which is awesome. Nice. So, um, yeah. Good work, uh, Preston. Well done, uh, Arnie. Well, well done, Byron McGuigan, who guaranteed me on Friday they were definitely, definitely going to win. There was no doubt in his mind. Nice. Very so, good. Yeah, that, that actually blows, blows it wide, uh, wide open. Uh, Macclesfield got a bit of a hiding at the hands of Blackburn as well. Mm, there is, is one other league which I'm going to just find, which. Well, uh, essentially won as well, importantly, against Hull Ionians. That's, that's, that, is a, that is a big game. Uh, well, no, it's not no, top it's of the not, table, Hull. It's not Hull. It's oh, Hull and Hull, right. Hull, Hull Ionians. I think Hull Ionians are in about sixth. I, so I, it's still I, a good good win. I do just want to flag up, um, again, Sedgley so are in National 2 North. Uh, in yeah. National 2 South, it's also hotting up and one to watch because there was a top of the table clash. Isha beat Red Ruth. Isha beat Red Ruth, meaning Clifton are played 22, 85 points. Red Ruth have played 22, 84 points. Isha have played 21, 82 points. Worthing played 21, 82 points. So that is a proper bun fight. Mm. Crikey, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, do we know what the promotion relegation situation is in the leagues? Yeah. Uh, Preston are convinced that they're going to go up. And I'm like, I'm not sure you are, boys. I don't know. No, no, no idea. No, don't I'm, know. I, I'm not clued in enough. If you do know the answer to that question... Email and us. It's, it's probably different in different leagues. There are probably some that are fixed and some that are known and some that are probably still to be determined. Mm. So I, I shared a car journey with a good friend of mine over to um, Fleetwood last week. And it's like, it's so ridiculous. Why can't they just sort out the leagues? Like, no, it's really difficult. <laughs> because like if you go up from a national league, like National 2 South, there's no guarantee to say the, the team coming down... On that, on a natural fit into National Two South, so they've yeah. got to readjust these leagues. Like national leagues are easy, one up, one down. Don't don't need to me- to mess it about. When you start going down the pyramid, it becomes an absolute nightmare. Yeah, and you can have a team, so a southern team getting relegated. That means a team that was previously playing in the south have to play in the north. Um, um, yeah, so that that's been happened. the case. It was something like yeah. Macclesfield were in. National two or national south. national south or something like that. Yeah, I don't know if it was Macclesfield, but it was, it was one of the. Like yeah, it might, have, it might have been Nuneaton or uh, maybe somewhere further I'm, north. I'm pretty than that. sure there was a Manchester or somewhere near, not too well, far I'll, away. I'll give you a good one, which is Rochdale. We're having to go over to the northeast to play their rugby. Yeah, whereas we'd drive past Rochdale to go to Carlisle because it must be that the teams in Carlisle it's quicker for them to come to us than it is for Rochdale to go to the northeast. Something like that, yeah. but Rochdale were the ones that missed out massively. Yeah, they were going back it's and forth. two hour trip every two hour away. Trip Percy every Park week. or somewhere. Well, it's yeah. hotting up in the Premiership as well, isn't it? Uh, but but before we just get to that, so it looks like um, Faf is going to be off to Japan. Oh, is that is that confirmed? Not confirmed. I've not heard that but on the back of the rugby paper, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they mentioned it a few months ago. <coughs> Alex Anderson is feeling what he calls the brutal effect of the salary cap reduction as he tries to finalise sales nonsense. squad for next season. That's nonsense because he's he's a marquee player. So if they want to keep him, they can keep him. Mm. It's got nothing to do with the salary cap. 
Yeah, but yeah. if allegedly it's more well, player. yeah, so I heard. and and I mean, they're dropping. There is a reduction in the marquee players as well, isn't there? He's going from two to one. Yeah, but we also know it's been widely rumoured that Lude wants to go back to South Africa. So yeah. that's one gone. So if they want to keep five, but they might want to, you might want to put an expensive player into your marquee who, who, position. Who would that be? Who would who would sell Manu? Can't be yeah, can't be Manu. Imagine. Can't be Manu for another eighteen months or two yeah. years. At least Manu, Manu, season. Manu, come here. Let me give you some money. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, but um, yeah. So the salary cap we've been talking about that. It's it's starting to bite, and juggling the seat, juggling your squad is going to be tricky. Faf could be off to Japan. It could actually be Tom Curry. Legitimately, could be going yeah. into yes, that. Yes, that's a great show. England captain Lyon or Ben Curry. I mean, they're both basically the same player. Do you know? Yeah. What, do you know what they should do think you know, about that, doing? Is what they could do is put one player in a marquee, uh, one brother in the marquee position. Pay Tom Curry a million. Go on. Pay Ben Curry. 100k, yeah, and, and what Tom Curry decides to do with, with his, his money, money, it's up to him. Oh, yeah, they're both well, as long as they're both in additional rate tax, it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> no. It's not like, yeah, that's exactly what that's a great idea. I am sure no clubs, particularly none uh, around South Manchester, would ever consider anything like that. They most certainly would not by uh, around South, South, South Manchester. I reckon another club that wanted to sign a pair of twins would certainly think, think about something like that, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm. Yeah, Tom Curry might be might be the answer, you know, because I was racking my brains and who would I give the marquee spot to? I don't think there's anyone at sale that I would at the moment. George Ford is not, not eligible, eligible for three Manu, years. Manu, no, no, no. And he's not eligible yet. Yep. Um, Rafi one day, but not now. Yeah, Rafi could be one day, but... So I think Tom Curry is a tremendous shout. Mm. Yeah. Poor Ben Curry. I know. <laughs> I know. How's it gone so wrong? I know. Like, you must ask himself this all the time. How has it gone? What have I, what have I not got? I've got so, the genetics. Tom, Cur- Tom Curry, over 40 caps for England now. That is gross. A million pounds. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could accept it much more so if they were just brothers. Yeah. Not, not identical, genetically identical twin brothers. Yeah, who do you think he is? Like Sam Orbison's twin. Like, <laughs> the physio. Yeah, the physio. This is, uh, maybe Ben Curry needs to leave sale. And that's, a, you know, it's not ideal for sale. I mean, for sale, I've got a great deal. Look, got... Ben, you're just not as good. Uh, we've, yeah. we've, we've worked out the military value between you and your twin. You're just not as, we know that's nonsense, by the way. Because uh, he's, he's available for every game as well. He's actually more valuable to sale. Yeah. Oh, God. So yeah, he'll have to. Oh, I was going to say, could it, it's not Johnny Hill either. Johnny Hill's an, another one. Can, can not available. Football. Yeah. So I wonder if not um, eligible. I wonder if that's Ben Curry. I, I wouldn't mind a little trip to someone like Leicester. You know, I could mm. see him an absolute Leicester hero. Yeah. And they've got. They've got maybe, Leicester would be a good shout. Maybe, maybe. You so, just mentioned some. You just mentioned a name, which made me think of an email which we got sent. Uh, Christopher Johnson. Contact is, is, is this gmail. the one from com. the research scientist which, which you can't read? No, no, that's very funny though. It is very funny. Um, yes, that is good. Uh, no, Christopher Johnston is a long-time listener and Exeter fan. A uh, big fan of the podcast and of JB's opinions. Oh, he says, however, the pedant in me couldn't let this one slide. On last week's pod, JB said regarding Johnny Hill, quote, when he's been available, he's not been picked. This is an actual thing that no one's talking about. Yeah, uh, and I, I was like, really? Well, Christopher Johnston um, has oh, pointed, on, pointed out, Exeter have played 20 games this season, of which eight Johnny Hill has started, seven Johnny Hill has missed on England duty, 
albeit injured for some. Uh, three Johnny Hill has missed following the Lions tour. That accounts oh, for stand, stand out. 18 out of 20. Two Johnny Hill hasn't been picked for. Glasgow on the 15th of Jan and Montpellier on the 23rd of Jan. If you believe mainstream media, this is after... Uh, as if we believe MSN. Yeah, as if we <laughs> believe MSN. Come on. Come on. Uh, he says, this is after picking up a leg injury in the Quinns game during the previous weekend when he was subbed early in the second well. half. Just wondering if JB's going to correct the record to, quote, when he's been available, he has been picked. This is an actual thing that no one's talking about as it's not really very interesting. <laughs> well, I, uh, <laughs> I will stay, well look, if, if you want to go with the mainstream media... And the media industrial complex, please be be my guest. Be my guest. <laughs> this is exactly what they want you yeah, to believe. Well done for falling for it. Apparently, I'm sure he did start, uh, unless I unless I've seen it. Uh, he, he does say um, Exeter. In fairness, don't often don't pick players who are leaving the club. However, given other injury concerns, I'd imagine Johnny Hill and Sam Skinner will be integral through to the end of the season. Hmm. Uh, Humour and holding JB to account. I, I like that email. Well <laughs> Very good. Even if it's, of course, wrong. It's, of course, it's, it's <laughs> fake news. Look, we're all, we're, we're all out of an opinion. <laughs> uh, and also, a, a Jack Re- Reacher email from Joe Nicholson. Oh, I've got a great Reacher type thing. Go on, please continue. He said, um, on the question, what position would Jack Reacher play? I just wanted to add to the discussion that the Jack Reacher actor, Alan Richardson, in the Amazon series, also plays Thad Castle in the College American Football series Blue Mountain State, where he's a linebacker and team captain. Um, players with most potential to move from rugby to NFL, probably a question addressed before on the pod, uh, pod but I wonder which NFL players you'd like to see switch. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, He said he'd like to see Cam Newton pulling strings and hitting lines as a the complete inside centre. That's a good shout. It's a lovely shout, isn't it? A lovely shout. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. Jack Reacher chat. Yeah, Jack Reacher. So, obviously, Jack Reacher is based on Lawrence Delalio. Um, I've been I've been painting my boat this, uh, this week. So, mm. I had a week off to paint my boat. And I thought, I'm not going to listen to anything which is going to make me angry. So, I'm going to get an audiobook. And do you know what I went for? Reacher? No. Sharp. Oh, okay. So, are you familiar with all the you know, Bernard... Bernard Cron, Cron, is it Cronwell or Cornwall? Con- I assumed they were books before it was the TV show with Sean Bean. Yes, um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, apparently he wrote, rewrote some of the books to facilitate Sean Bean's Yorkshire accent. So originally he was <laughs> meant to be from London, but they rewrote them to make him into Sheffield, and they got rid of his dark hair for Sean Bean to... Nice. Yeah, so Sean Bean... That's quite the, cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's called Sharp because apparently the author really enjoyed the Horatio Hornblower books but couldn't think of a name. So as a placeholder, he used the rugby player, Richard Sharp, and he never replaced it. Really? So Sharp is actually a rugby player. That's great. I love it. And, and, and a few others. That's cool. Mm. That's so really we've got cool. Lawrence Delalio and we've got Richard Sharp. Nice. <laughs> both, Very good. Both war heroes. Mm. And Richard, definitely a war hero. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so who, who watched what in the Premiership? So I watched Friday Night. Yeah. Uh, and I, I desperately, today's game. I desperately looked around for uh, a stream for London Irish Sale or Sale London Irish, and um, I, I couldn't find one. Well, I tell you, I, I looked but, at that match. I was just going to say, it's probably not operational now, but Premier Rugby just they recently announced that they're going to be streaming the whole game. It's operational. 
Is it? Be- and the reason I say that is because on the highlights package, it's got commentary and it says if you're joining us on the app. Yeah, it is. Premiership Rugby TV, you can pay, I think, basically five for a game. Yeah, 4 dollars There must be some media okay. access if we count as media. Mm, yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm gonna do, you count, do you count as media? It's not so much do I count as media. It's more a, ca- a Who you'd case have to ask. of... Is Paul Morgan going to look kindly on my request? <laughs> Harlequins aren't talking to me at the moment. I'm not sure that um, the, the, the Premiership are. So I'll have to... You know, <laughs> it's a bit tricky, that one. Well, I wanted to get to sale, but uh, I um, I couldn't. Mm. I was taking, Too busy I was, painting. No, no, I was taking Louis to like the... Well, it was loads of sale sharks coaches that probably wanted to be at the ground as well. Oh, the DPD. The DPP thing. DPP, sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's really good, that. Isn't it's it? really good. Really, yeah, it's, a, it's an excellent scheme. Yeah, I looked at this game and I thought it was a toss-up. Uh, I my my betting this week was absolutely horrendous. I only got three games right. You never get you never get a draw right, draw right. This is the second draw these two teams have had. I mean, it's the, the third draw London Irish have had all season. They, fourth, is it fourth, fourth. Yeah, fourth. correct. Fourth. Saracens, yeah. Exeter, sale twice. Oof. Wow. It's incredible, absolutely incredible, and some of the tries Irish scored were monumentally good. The Hepatima one is in, it just it's out, it's out of this world. Um, I think did Stokes get one, which is pretty cool. I've not seen I've not seen the highlights of this. Yeah, you want to watch the Hepatima one? It's it, it's it's absolutely awesome. Uh, Paddy Jackson could have won it at the death, but it was a long range kick. Did manage to get it twenty seven all. It just makes that league even more interesting. Both teams get three points out of it as well, which they're probably quite happy with. Aaron Reid scored again. Um, it mm. seems that he's completely confounded all of my early expectations of him. He looks awesome. He looks <laughs> awesome. Although, I've got to say, Sale have got a little bit of fragility in defence. They're falling off tackles. They're not physically big out wide. Whereas the pack is still enormous and likes to bang. Like, yeah. There is a little bit of weakness out wide now. Out wide. Yeah. Was it Rubok on the other wing? Uh, good question. Can't tell you off the top, top of my head. Uh, uh, it was, yes. Yeah, so, and McGuigan came on for Rubok with 20 to go. So they are, at the moment, sale, being very unsalish, in my opinion. Which is, if you remember coming up towards the playoffs last year, it felt to me that there was not a consistent team. They were always chopping and changing. They were rota- mm. rotating a lot. A lot of lads getting a lot of opportunities, kind of Saracens-esque in, in, um, in a lot of ways. I think they've put that in the bin. I think it's just they just can't get away with it. The, the squad isn't it isn't big enough. It isn't good enough. Yeah, and it's not going to be if you stick to the rules. So <laughs> they have stuck stuck to the rules, and I think you can see the consistency now. And it's made a hell of a difference, particularly to the young lads on 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 the wing. Even even Rob the Prier is He's, playing better. Yeah. I'm still not entirely convinced of him at an outside as outside centre, but he's not been playing that badly. Yeah, and it, it, it does feel a bit weird though to have him at thirteen and Sam James at fifteen. I think Sam James is such good. I mean, it's heartbreaking almost because I like Sam James so much. Mm. But hey, the boss says what the boss says, so go with it. Yeah, and they're nearly winning. They're not losing. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> How does that, so and they are they're. They're in the hunt for the top four, so they're in 46th in seventh place. Yeah. That said, this draw is a big deal because they need to be on a run now. Yeah. It's getting increasingly time-sensitive uh, with the playoffs looming. They'll be on us in, in absolutely no time, so they need to get winning 
yeah, like convincingly. The sev- most teams have got seven games remaining, which is they've got time. And Sale, Sale are only four points off the top four, so they mm. they are in the mix. Sale are in the mix. Gloucester, yeah, losing this week. Albeit they've got a, a game in hand, which if they were to yeah. win that in any fashion, they would be into the top four. Yeah, uh, but another defeat. George Skivington says they've got big lessons to learn. I think George Skivington's absolutely right. I had Gloucester to win this, and at half time, I think they went in, went in, went in ahead. Now, the thing which I think about this particular game is that Leicester are racking their brains. I would say because George Ford is out, in is coming Andre Pollard, and Andre Pollard is not a brilliant rugby player. He's a brilliant rugby player, he, yeah. But he's he not is. a brilliant rugby player. He's player. he's a different player. he's a different type of player to George Ford. Yeah, which probably accounts for why Montpellier like him at twelve. So, at the moment, Leicester are going pretty nicely with Freddie Burns at ten, mm. who was the last fly half to take him take him to the, pl- the playoffs. And the way he's playing now, he might be the next fly half to take him to the playoffs. So, if Leicester are trying to you know square the circle by saying we will have Pollard plus a pair of hands say if they wanted to say have a Mark Atkinson or someone like that to pair, pair up with him maybe they don't go down that route and instead move Pollard out one and, and stick with Burns yeah because I think Burns is looking good something to be said but, for having flexibility and options well yeah. talk about options right on paper is there a better set of scrum halves than what Leicester have at the moment uh, Wigglesworth, Van Portfleet was five times champion, the yep. most capped England player ever. Yeah, and then the guy is probably better than both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're looking all right. Yeah, they they, they certainly are. are. Uh, it, 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 Dan, Dan Kelly as a as a yeah. twelve. I don't like the idea of moving Dan Kelly to accommodate Pollard because Dan Kelly's such a good. But the, they're expanding. Nice they're expanding the Premiership, so there's going to be. Even more games, game. which, which so two, games. two games, yeah, and, and Europe. Unless they start doing, I, th- I think they've got to try and reduce the number of fixtures. They, they have to. Like yeah. Rob Baxter was making this point it, that it's, it's they've, 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 they've cut the salary cap and they're increasing the games. Yeah, that, that is a there is a um, player welfare type um, issue. Not necessarily yeah. saying there is right now, but they're there could be, and but also, you you are not going to get the best product if you play too many games, and your players are injured half the time. Well, yeah, there's, if exactly that, I agree with that. And if you play, you're not going to get the best product if you play more games in an international window, which is precisely yeah. what's going to have to happen when you expand the Premiership. They're going to play even more games in an international window. Yeah, and you know we love our rugby, and so that's why we're <gasps> across the Premiership. But I think your average rugby fan. Probably watch no Premiership rugby this weekend. V- yeah, well, probably we'll fool them because it's very, very exactly little. where the action is. Well, no, I do understand, but I, I understand, of course, and I and I agree because, I, I, but there are only so many hours in the day, and Six Nations is the Six Nations, so you have got to be realistic. It's, mm. it's just shoot. I, I think it's just the Premiership shooting itself in the foot. Mm. Uh, do you know who played on on the wing for Leicester this weekend? Ashton. Ashton. She's back. Ash blush. Um, I tell you who looked very, very good is is Guy. Is it Porter or Potter? Porter. Porter. There's Guy. Potter. Guy Porter. Harry, Harry, Harry and Guy. Harry Potter. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, you know, Leicester. I, I, I want to re-emphasize this. Uh, 
not affected by the international window, not because they don't lose players, just because they're, they're pretty bloody good. They are actually a very good team. 16 points clear of Saracens now. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, just look at the uh, Joe Hayes, Julian Montoya, James Whitcomb. Twenty-two, twenty-two points clear of fifth place. <laughs> mm. Yeah, a monstrous wow. season. Absolutely. I, I still think of these two teams. I really like Gloucester, Gloucester to win it because they had some good, big results against Exeter, well, nearly against Exeter, but against Saracens. Mate, top fours. It's now slipping away. It's, it's yeah. slipping. Why do, do you do this? Still in their hands, but it's slipping and. Yeah, it's, it's going to be Gloucester's year. I don't get it. Oh, maybe talking, next year. Talking yeah, which, talking I which, do you know, think it is year. Gloucester's year. Do you know why? Uh, go on. Well, I don't know if it is yet, but something big is going to happen next uh, next week. Very big. Um, Monday morning meeting at Gloucester. Bigger. Bigger. Might 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 be bigger. Um, I'm going to go to King's home this weekend. To Are watch, you? Yeah, to watch uh, Gloucester versus Northampton. Which is huge. Awesome. It's huge for Gloucester. It's huge. So I had a choice. I've either got, I've either got Bath, Bristol. Oh, I love that fixture. It's one of my favourite fixtures. Would, okay, so here you go. Would you go to Bath, Bristol at the ref? Yes. Two terrible teams. Mind you, being both so it's terrible. Bath, Bristol. Yeah. Does Nathan Hughes, the Nathan Hughes get, get to play? It's a good that question. Might, he that, might be. That yeah, might he, swing it for me. He might be restricted. But, Ooh, but do they do that in rugby? Maybe they do. No, I, I would. I would. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. So two. Oh, I've watched so many great. When I lived in Bath, I, I went to a bunch of Bath Bristol games, and they are so spicy. Mm. You think that one then? Do it's you? really good. That so, that would be the one I would go are to. You, are you in that part of the world? I'm in uh, Cheltenham for the weekend. Oh, very nice. So I'll either go Is, to are you staying with Dimes. I mean, <laughs> I'm staying with Dimes. Yeah, it makes sense to go to Gloucester <laughs> if you're in uh, Cheltenham. It does go to Gloucester. It? It's just a taxi ride rather than a, or a short trip rather than driving. But it's not Bath, is it? It's driving forty-five minutes. Nah, no, 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 no. So I've, yeah. Can then you get more time to enjoy Cheltenham? And then mm. I've never been to Cheltenham. I played rugby there once. Actually, I can, show, I can point you to Ollie Thorley's favourite restaurant. Can you? Apparently, <laughs> which he took me to. Billy Burns' favourite pub is in Chelt- is in Cheltenham. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, Ulster legend Billy Burns. Uh, yeah, you got me thinking now. So. Say, the thing is, I really like Saints and I really like Gloucester. Oh, that would really be a great like, game. That would be a yeah. great game. And you should go to King's Home because the atmosphere is brilliant. It's, uh, the 4G surface is great. It'd be really good rugby. You get to see Jamal. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and Yeah. In fact, yeah, you get to see all of Phil's standings. Yeah. On, yes. the, on the one day, basically. Slate, and you make. Oh, Courts won't be there. He might be there just watching. Yeah, it might be. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he bothers himself self with the trivialities of club rugby during international <laughs> windows, do you? By the way, Northampton Saints have got themselves a couple of just like national treasures, haven't they? They Courtney have. Laws Why can't they win bigger. more games? Win more games. So, yeah, so massive, massive for Gloucester next week. Enormous. It, it couldn't be any bigger for them. That yeah. is huge. So I, I expect the boys will be putting in an extra big performance. Uh, Baffy Bristol is massive. It doesn't matter where they are in the league. That is, in fact, it, the way it was put by uh, a Bristolian fan that we know well, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. he said... I don't care about the rest of the year as long as we beat Bath. I don't think they are going to beat Bath. Well, frankly. Well, on the, well, Ian Selway has emailed contact at gmail.com. He says, uh, 
He's basically said Bristol, the egg chaser's nemesis, as his subject line. <laughs> I guess more opportunity to hate Bristol this week after yet again that truly awful team managed to once again ruin your weekly predictions. They really did. As a Bristol fan, <laughs> can you keep predicting opposition wins as we seem to do better <laughs> that week when you predict we will? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the fella here. Where, where has he gone? Forever Bristol, says Ian. Where's he gone? Ben. Is it Ben? So last, last week when you... Um, predicted Bristol to win, they let you down big time. This week, when you predict Wasps to win, Bristol step up to the plate. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I tell you what, I watched uh, Potts this game. Some of the rugby they played was outstanding, actually. Yeah, and oddly, as I looked at it, when you looked just at the teams, you, you'd think, oh, Wasps are going to have an edge up front. Cause they exactly had. what I thought. And Bristol battered Wasps up front. Hmm. Yep. It, that's where they won the game. I'm just trying to find the guy who sent me a DM saying, how are your, um, how are your predictions going this week? There are a lot, obviously. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was going to save that as a little shout-out. There's the obviously lots of the right kind of love this week at Bristol. <laughs> Do you know, the, yes. the worst part about this was I was queuing up Black Eyed Peas, where is the love for my Bristol 7 section? <laughs> I can't, if they win, if they win. Well, we know what the love is, don't we? Fine, whatever. Um, Antoine Frisk looks like a good player. Mm. So he was at Rhone before he came over to Bristol. Oh, yeah, because he's English qualified as well, isn't he? Yeah. English, English mother, English father. He looks really, really quite fast. Mm. Um, ridiculously fast. Uh, some of the tries Bristol scored were su- sublime. And I'm amazed because I thought that, like Tim said, Wasps would absolutely pan them. They had um, a... Um, what the, what the, why can't I remember the names? Jack and Tom. Oh, Willis's. Willis's. A brace of Willis's. A, a brace of, of, of Will-Eye. Will-Eye. Ready, like, ready to go. <laughs> the Will-Eye. Yeah. It, it looked to me as if this would be a classic Wasp beatdown. But yeah. then the Wasps couldn't really do it. You could have you could have made a joke then with the will because will the Will-Eye and Will-I-Am was part of Black Eyed Peas. Oh, Where is the love? Wow. Damn it. There's so many other songs you could play as well. Too Much Love Will Kill You by yep. Queen. There's, well, there's a lot of loves going on at Bristol. This week, this week at least. Rightly so as well. Talking Good of um, players and love and all the rest of it, and players that maybe some Bristol fans don't love a- uh, anymore, um, Nathan Hughes has turned into a player worthy of paying. <laughs> uh, there's no choice about he's, it. He's just, 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 this is for Bristol. Go on, carry on. This is a uh, whole right. lot of love. Uh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. So um, I don't know what has happened at Bristol to make Nathan Hughes not be a good player, but... He looks aches again. He, he really is a difference maker. He, he's when he's been um, playing his best rugby, and he had a bit of it at Wasps and a bit of it at Bristol early days, and seemingly now he's a hell of a player, isn't he? I, I just don't know. His heart must not have been in it at all at mm. Bristol. There's a huge breakdown of trust or love, love or love or something. Not enough love or too much love. Something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I think Bath are going to keep him. Mm. I really think that Bath are going to keep him. I think they like they like what they see. It, well, no, no, hold on. They don't like what they see when they just objectively when they look at his hair. Yeah, <laughs> they do not like what they you see. Should there. have seen his hit. It was a yellow card hit in the end. I think it was borderline yellow card. But he just stops a man in his tracks, like just yeah. one of those shuddering bone crunching mm. hits. Like yeah, yeah, he's back. 
He, it was. It That's was, good to see. Yeah, yes. Good over the ball, like just doing doing hard work, which we've not seen him do for a long time. Mm. He sort of cruised through a lot of, a lot of games for Bristol. I think him leaving suits both policies just fine. And the, this win for Bath, this is an important win Called for it. Bath. The Newcastle is always a difficult place to go. Um, they're a hard, well-organized team, which is perhaps not something you can always say about um, Bath. Mm. But it's it is a good win. And yeah. it's, I know in the context of the league, um, Bath are still down the bottom. There's no relegation, so it's kind of unimportant. But Bath have to start stringing some wins together. They've got to get the young, the young guys playing well with a bit of confidence because it, it's not the league is not always irrelevant. Next season, it will be more far more important. Yeah, I'm unbelievably relatively okay with Bath's prospects going forward. I know I say this every, every, every week. I don't know if you know about this kid. Have you heard about the kid they, they play at 12? Max Ajomo? Again. I, I, was, I was thinking about him this weekend watching England and watching the... Perhaps the... Daly and Slade are, are great players, but then they're not being used in the right way, I feel, at the moment. Yeah, with I, that, that combination, I'm just not sure about it. I, I, get, I, get, get Ajomo in. I think he's I think he's different. Get the kids in. I think there's something special about him. Um, so yeah, pr- uh, pretty good. I, I did laugh. It's not that you. Th- it's not that you think there's something special about him. It's it's self evident. There is. Yeah, some, it is. There is, there yeah, is something special about him. Yeah, he's a quality player. Yeah, but I think commentary teams need to start talking about him. They need to start selling him. He's he's absolutely amazing. Uh, I tell you another thing which I quite liked is they have given a lot of time to this kid, Ewan, Rich- Ewan Richards. Now, I've second not, row. Yeah, I've not seen him play. I, I can't say I've seen him play, but I think this must be his third or fourth consecutive start. Well, he, he dropped out of last week. I uh, did he? Because yeah, I think he was injured. But, but but they don't really have anyone else. But there again, to be nineteen, racking up yeah. Premiership experience is nothing. He's to good. Be, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, they did the same thing with Charlie Yules. Charlie Yules is playing number eight against Toulouse at age eighteen. Tight head eight. Tight head eight. Yeah. <laughs> now you know he's not exactly what I hope all locks turn into, but. Uh, you know, just a lot of kids getting a lot of experience. And it's I, funny one, Charlie. Yours, he must be much, much better than a lot of fans yeah. consider him to be. Well, he I, must be. I have heard right. He is an unbelievable talker. Uh, I've heard that. He I've said, heard. He's, I've heard he's very, very good uh, work ethic and training. Yeah, as well. he works hard. He's like exactly what you want. Model pro. In, yes. he's, yeah, he's what you want on paper. Um, you know, says the right things, talks in the right way. Think Stuart Hooper. <laughs> that is kind of what we're looking at here. Uh, which is, you know, absolutely fine for Premiership Rugby. Maybe not most... In- <laughs> yeah, he is, he is who he is, isn't he? He is who he is. He's an international lock. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Nearly, nearly scored a try this weekend. Yeah. Nearly, yeah. yeah. Nearly. Nearly. Neither. It's hard to get excited about him, but yeah, you and Richards is um, you know it looks like it must be it must be quite exciting. You don't play as a nineteen-year-old second row unless you must uh, you're quite good, unless, or, you've got or, no- or unless your skippers with England, your uh, other lo- McNally is injured. That's only two of them. And, I mean, you need four locks, don't, don't you? Uh, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, what, injured. Ellis, Mike Williams played last week. In sometimes uh, Ellis and the other one is you know Spencer. Spencer. Spencer, he's a monster. Hmm. Like, well, by the way, that's a guy who has really fallen from fallen from grace. On the edge of the England team with Worcester, goes to goes to Leicester. Yeah, not great. 
still not great at Bath, to be honest. Yeah, a bit not disappointing, really. Really disappointing, because I did think he was going to be awesome. Mm. He looks like a proper hard man, too. He's fact, a big bloke. Has he, has he been at a team that's that's been doing well in the league? Because it's <laughs> Worcester, Leicester during their awful period, and now Bath. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things, like, if you're the so one... you're saying he's causing... No, yes. no, 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 not, not what I'm saying. Well, I mean, it is Will, that's not like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, if you're smaller, maybe. Um... <laughs> If it's always you falling out with people, maybe the problem isn't other people. You've got to ask the question. Yeah, exactly. So I, d- I had no idea that you felt that way about Will Spencer. <laughs> cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way. So you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Uh, a good win for Bath. They... Look, they win two two more games. They might start climbing the table. Unbelievably, yeah. yeah. The one win behind Worcester. Few more wins. Who are actually doing pretty well for themselves by Worcester standards. Worcester are not doing bad, and on Friday night they'll be disappointed. Not they got nothing out of this game. No, they got they no. Didn't they got, got three tries and they were eight points away. So not I even a losing bonus point. This is one of the most exciting games I've seen in the Premiership for a while now. Now I watched this over a. Um, over some beef brisket in a restaurant, uh, in an American-themed restaurant uh, with my brothers and our other halves. Uh, so I watched the whole thing with no sound on. On I, your phone? Uh, no, no. I, I was, oh, in, like, I was in a, a chain of bars called Hickory's. I don't know, okay, yeah, yeah. It's like an American, American-themed type bar, which is fine for me because everyone could eat and I could watch the rugby. Even without the sound on, it was brilliant. And I, Seb Atkin, Atkinson? Atkinson, yeah. Uh, did you see his pass? Yes. Oh, my word. So, we just fast forward with Worcester. Um, good management now. Uh, nice little array of coaches there who are mostly proven. Um, and then you've got this threesome of uh, Finn Smith. If Seb Atkinson is half the player that he looked on the weekend. Yeah, then, he looks nice. He's only 19 as well, isn't he? Yeah, and then Ollie Lawrence. And he's big as well. Yeah. So, you you might have the most talent, one of the most talented non-maxodromo midfielder mm. in the country out non- of nowhere young talented non-maxodromo yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean how talented it, can it really be if maxodromo was not in there exactly right exactly right maxodromo is so so talented he makes Cameron Redpath look ordinary <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> Thomas Horsner Morris uh, is a Worcester fan he was watching the game on Friday night and just it, I just picked up on this and it's occasionally there are moments when you're watching when you feel like you're the only person in the world that spotted something that, that no one else has spotted. Oh, go on. 
Uh, and he says, uh, you could say I'm being picky. You could say there were worse calls going on in the game. But this was a call made when the ball was dead and the team of officials had time to make the correct call. Uh, one minute 30 into Worcester v. Quinns. Worcester kicked from well inside their own half. The ball bounced and went into touch around the Quinns 22. The decision was that the ball went dead before the 22, therefore not 50-22. However, Quinns shuffled and took the line out inside their 22, which then enabled them to kick directly to touch. Ooh. To leave it oh, pressure. That's, and, uh, that's interesting. And Thomas was the only person... Well who was, was like... What are you doing? Exactly. How can yeah? It's shout, one or, it's one, it's or the other. One or the other. Great spot. So a few comments from this game. First and foremost, uh, just building on comments from Caden Murley versus Lewis Liner. I've decided that these two are the most aggressive wing pairing in the in the, the Premiership. They do hit the Lewis Liner hit on was it Finn <laughs> Smith? <laughs> no, it was Hurl Hurl yeah. from a box kick was beautiful. Yeah, thing of. Absolutely. I don't think either of them will ever do anything in the international. Smith, I think. I think they are going to be great club players. In fact, they are already great club 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 players. That will not be true for Lewis Liner because if it doesn't happen with England, he's got Italy or Australia. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I I don't. What I'm trying to say is, I don't think their style of play lends itself particularly well to internationals. I disagree on Lewis Liner. I don't yeah. know. Are they not the same thing? Which like they look, they're so aggressive the way they hit contact. The way Lewis Liner is a little bit more wingery than uh, yeah. I, I think Merley, but Merley. He, he's he's got Aussie uh, Aussie outside centre wing twelve fullback sort of James oh. O'Connery type player written all over him. I think. I don't know. I, I think Liner has a little bit more X factor. But Murley just decides, right, I'm going to run over you. Loads of boom. And I I, you can't do that in international rugby. I don't think Louis Liner should play, um, should play for England. I think he's more of an Aussie, he's more of an Aussie player. Why? Why, why? why do you think that? Because Australia are very good at utilising skill sets rather than having people in certain types in certain positions. That's a very English way to go. Absolutely mental. And, and just, can you think, Kirtley Beale, um, Tamua... Yeah, but he's not James one of those. I know. I think he. I think he. Do you know the guy who reminds me of more? And again, I apologise because this is insane, and like no one's gonna. I'm gonna be laughed out of town by uh, Aussie fans. But I think he he reminds me of like a Pat McCabe, which is not particularly not particularly skillful, but hits like a hammer, tries hard, you know, hits way above his weight, carries above his weight, just uh, more of a. He's not a physical specimen, but just his p- the power that he can affect when he hits contact for a relatively small fella just is on, amazing. Just on that international point, I think this is where the X factor and the, the, the reading of the game and just having moments is is relevant because who's the fella at Northampton who did nothing when he was at Saints in the Premiership, really, and then he became like the first Australian to score in every oh. one of his first seven Test matches? Yes, the winger... Slightly, slightly red hair yes. winger. Yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. He's playing at the moment. He, um, I, can't, I can't remember his name now. An Australian winger? Yes. Yeah, he yeah, played he last at, season. He was at Northampton and, and did very little when he was here. Perfectly serviceable player, but th- this is my point. You can't... Th- there is an element where I do agree with Eddie Jones. There are test match animals. Yeah, and I think the thing which... I think you're, I think you're trying to say, I think is Lewis Liner t- tends to make a lot of his own luck. 
Like, and he makes it just by <laughs> Andrew Kellaway. Andrew Kellaway. Oh, I would not have got that in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he and, and you know, I, I said this about the game he played against Sale last season. As soon as he comes on, he's hunting for work. He's making things happen. People get better around him. There is that. I still like Murley a little bit more, though. I think Murley for the Premiership is is just a wonderful fit. Murley's a great Premiership player. Yeah, I think Liner has the potential to be more than that, but we will we will see. Um, what else did I like about this game? Archie White, I'm a big fan of Archie White. <coughs> I felt that Archie White played well. Yeah, at eight, I was not expecting him to play well at all, and I was a little bit worried that he's going to be overcome by the Worcester back row. It was is he, quite. Is it's he quite the good. son of like the chairman of the club or something like that? I don't, know. I don't know. I'm but not suggesting nepotism at yeah, all because yeah. he's clearly a very good player. But he played really nicely in a trio of Evans and Dombrant. So th- that was like the three, which I think got Quinns on a roll last season. Yeah, it's more balanced. Yeah, I think that. he might have got injured or he's just not quite. But yeah, he was doing very, very well. Now he's come back into the squad and he's doing some solid work again. I, oh, I, I mean, I, Matt, you just mentioned a couple of names there. When they've got Evans and uh, the fellow that was in the England squad. Kenningham? And- Kenningham. Kenningham. I love Ever- Kenningham. Kenningham, Evans, Dombrant. Well, they, they, they like Lorde. They love Lorde. Chisholm. Lorde yeah. played really well in this game. Lorde and Chisholm. Great. They think they give him an extra bit of go forward. I think um, Kenningham is a, a beast. An absolute beast. Just smash things for fun. And Evans is... Well, Evans was probably the best flanker in the league until he got, in, got, got injured. He's so useful for his work on the ground as yeah. well. they They've got a lot of options in the back row. Hmm. Uh, probably one of the deepest back rows, actually. And with the most widest range of skill sets. Most widest mm. range of skill okay. sets. What can they, what <laughs> they they anyway, what, the what? widest range of skill sets. So the they, most widest. Yeah, the most widest range of skill so they sets. Thir- they're third, <laughs> then. Three, a few points ahead of Exeter. Yes, three points ahead. So that Quinns are on 53. Exeter, this is another. that They had to win last week, and they ground it out. They had to win this week. They ground it out. They scored. They were. They scored seventeen points. Or uh, yeah, um, I missed this game. Do you know why? Because Brian O'Driscoll told me the wrong time. <laughs> so uh, Brian, you, you told rely me, on the app, and it lets you down time and time again. Brian told me it was it was a three o'clock kickoff. I, and, and by the way, from now on, it's not going to be Ultimate Rugby's fault. It's going to be Bruno Driscoll's fault okay. until he personally fixes every <laughs> single thing on this app. When, when the Six Nations game's on, it's always an early kickoff. I thought that, so I checked it. And Brian told me three o'clock. So and I went out for a walk. I thought I'd rather watch Exeter Northampton than watch Italy. And I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. If you can Jeez. only watch one Premiership game in a weekend, then the Sunday one is brilliant because yeah. you get an hour of highlights building up to the game. Then in this case you get an awesome game, and then you get uh, rugby tonight afterwards. Couldn't be more mm. angry. Could not be more angry. Northampton thirty-one, Exeter thirty-four, and yeah, uh, yeah Exeter were a few points up at half time. But yeah, like you say, Phil, they had to dig themselves out of a little hole with another nineteen-year-old lock. Another one, so Jenkins. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. played the last few games, hasn't he? And Pearson coming off the bench. Do you know the one who I like for Exeter, and I've spoken about him uh, before, but Capstick. Capstick. I think Capstick's very good. I'm not sure if they know how to use him properly yet, whether it be at eight or at seven. But no, he's, he's like seven in a sort of Don Armand role. He's he's not, you know, he's a bit too skinny and a bit too fast. So he's very, he's more, um, he might, not not quite James Forrester levels of skill, but he's, you know, he, hmm, it's hard to sort of pin in exactly what he is. Don Armand can bang. 
That's what Don, Don Norman love, <laughs> loves to do, right? This guy is a little bit more athletic, a little bit a little bit quicker, a little not bit as leaner. Hard. Yeah, yeah. No, nowhere near as hard. I tell you, who I quite like uh, Eogan, the loose yeah. head prop for Northampton. Yeah, and they there was one scrum in particular where they for the Augustus try where they just turned it on and totally tore apart that. Do you remember when he scrum? was like? The last guy available in the world yes. for Saints. Yeah, he was nineteen. He, and he played. Right. He played in like a European Cup game against. That's the one. It was like like a Toulouse or something. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, some, some awesome team. Yeah, this is what I love about the Premiership. I love it when there's young lads that come through, start making a name for themselves. Whether it be a, a, a Jomo, um, this guy uh, Atkinson. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good. I mean, I. I don't really know when the league had so many good <coughs> young English prospects in it, actually. Because mm. there, there are legitimately absolutely loads, loads. at the moment. Loads. Even the yeah. two wings that we mentioned for Quinns, both English qualified, are a bit older, granted. But uh, Well, Line is only 21. What's... Um, Merely maybe 23, 24. Yeah. They're not old. They're, you know, um, Reed scored another blistering try, just with raw pace, again this weekend. Well, H- the Josh Hodge. Josh Hodge. Yeah. Did he get one? Yeah, did you not see his try from nope. 50 yards? Now, that was, a, that was a weird try because it was just a line-out move on the last, I think it was a line-out. Two passes, and he beats, and not even beats with a pass, um, Tom Collins, and then from 50 yards, he just runs in because the, the Northampton defence... Has not read it at all. Oh. Skozen as the blindside winger is not covering back, and Furbank is covering the outside man. So covering it was either O'Flaherty or Woodburn on the the right wing, but it meant that just with one missed tackle in midfield, Josh Hodge could accelerate for fifty yards. Did he score a, bl- a worldie against Newcastle last <laughs> week? I'm sure, he did something no, very he, special. He he got he he took oh. a, he took a great shot to the head. Yeah, yes. yeah, I did see that bit from Callum Chick, but I'm sure he did something else pretty good. And Hodge, he's he is putting on weight. Thank he's, God, he, he still needs to put on a bit more, but he is looking a bit bigger and stronger. Mm. Not it, yet a big strong boy. Not yet. St- still an SSB. So next yes. week we have got some games. Let's get into them. Let's uh, do it. Right. Harlequins, Newcastle. Harlequins at home, I would say. Quins. Quins. Yeah. Saturday. Uh, but, uh, I just, it's a bit concerning how Newcastle's season is following exactly the same story as last, last yeah. year. Completely imploding, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously the, that caused Dean Richards to use the F word last, last week in an interview. Favouritism. Uh-oh. Yeah. A three-game ban. Do you hear what Diamond <coughs> said? Diamond was not a happy, uh, not a happy boy. Uh, he said, "I've got a few Dean Richard quotes, but I'll leave them. I'll keep them to myself." <laughs> you know what happens when you criticise the refs. Yeah, and, and he also said that he'd consider sending out someone else to talk to the media if he thought he might get himself in trouble. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> give me a give call, me like Chemical Alley for uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> so next so, next what, game, like, what would be the plan though? Just send in, you know, like the concussion boys. Which, which, which um, yeah, would he be sending someone else to go in and say the angry stuff so that yeah. so he doesn't get banned, or is he sending someone in who's just going to straight back me and give me a bottle? We're, we're focused on uh, the next game. No, get me the most Take it one game at a time fan that they can find. <laughs> this guy's going to do the media today. <laughs> do you remember when they used to have uh, fan cam? 
on the football on the, on the red do. button. But the problem with that is the problem with the fan cam was like they were trying to be so funny. Yeah. They, they came in with their one liners. Like, I don't know, I can't think of a funny <clears> one liner at the moment. But they, it was so preempt, you know, preemptive. And actually, they, they weren't allowed to be real fans, were they? Because they weren't allowed to, like, F and Jeff or, you know, yeah. do what, what they usually do. Hmm. Right. Next uh, next fixture Bristol Bath. Bath, Bristol. Winner keeps Nathan Hughes. <laughs> or loser keeps Nathan Hughes. <laughs> loser pays for him when it gets gets him to play. Yeah. The kind of dysfunctional um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the kind of dysfunctional prize that suit both of these teams. Yeah. Um don't know. Come on, JB. Bet against Bristol. Bath. A Jomo. Hughes. Cipriani. Ooh. Dio, it made me laugh today when I was looking at the um, highlights and I was reading the teams again. I was like, they they got this lad to win the league. They thought this was the missing piece. <laughs> they thought that this would actually get them over the uh, over the hump to win the playoffs. What on earth? What on earth? Uh, Bath. Uh, the Bristol fans will be happy. <laughs> um, this is I I love this fixture. Uh, Bristol. Give me Bath. Ooh. Gloucester Northampton, the game that I will be attending. First nice. time down in the shed. Nice. Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah, I'll be practicing that. I don't know. I mean, I will be rooting for Gloucester. As, um, Give me Gloucester. But if courts. Well, how would you be feeling if, you know, you've got Jamal on one side? Great friend of the pod and Mark Atkinson, or Mark Atkinson's Seth lost one, it. isn't it? Then you got Courts on the other team. If he was, it's a good job Courtney's not involved. Otherwise, your loyalty. I would, would go split. and watch Bristol Bath. That's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> out of respect for all of them. Exactly. Uh, I can't wait for this. I'm re- it's the first Premiership non-sale game I've been to for. Well, I can't remember the last one that I went to actually, which didn't didn't involve sale. So I'm really excited to, mm. to go to this. Gloucester will win it. Simple as that. Yeah, give me Gloucester. London Irish Worcester, that's going to be a draw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, straightforward draw there again. Yeah. Irish, Irish, but with a bonus yeah. point, I think. Irish bonus point. Mind, yeah, and, uh, and again, I keep pointing it out. If you were, if there are tickets available, the ne- the next few weeks, the next few home games for Irish are going to be dynamite. Those those, those Harlequins and Saracens games on Paddy's Day and the week after. Mm. Let's be honest, though, this team is box office to watch. Yeah, it's great. I mean, they are awesome at the moment. Mm. In fact, I would say if I was going to spend my money to watch a team at the moment, it would be London Irish. Go to the Brentford Stadium. Uh, e- yep, yep, do that, do that. Yes. Uh, Saracens Leicester. Bloody hell, that's a good game. That's going to be a good game. Where'd that's that come really from? good. Um, Borthwick Bowl. The Ashton Bowl. Ashton Bowl, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Saracens are powerful. I love their front row. I love their Six Nations front row is what I'm trying to, trying to tell mm. you. But I tell you what, I also love Leicester's um, Six Nations front Saracens row. v Leicester. Is it at, at... Yeah. The, I've forgotten the name of the, the Stone X. Stone X. Stone, Stone X Stadium. Arena. Leicester are going to win it. Ooh. Leicester are going to win it. No Atoji. Like, I think Leicester outclass them in the second row, in the back row, and I think their front row is about evens. And because they're younger, less established names, with the exception of Montoya, who is ace... They get yeah, they possibly get, signing of the season. Or they yeah. get Tompkins back if they want him. One of the best signings in the last two years. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, be... Andy, yeah, they get Andy Christie back if they want him. Yeah, um, <laughs> get on, boy. I'm going to go Saracens at home. That is going to be tight, though. It's yeah. 
I think I think Leicester are going to sneak this. I think they've they've found a way to win in so many tight games this season. I think they're going to do it again. I agree. And then agree. on Sunday, Chiefs host Sale. I think Sale oh, smash them. I think if Chiefs show up with the pack that have been winning games with recently, this isn't fa- this is this is one of those fixtures. It's just not. Oh man, this is huge game. This is a massive game, and there's we're not having the internationals that we deserve. Yeah, I don't think that this extra pack can withstand what Sale will be bringing. Simple as that. Give me Chiefs. Are you nuts? I'm going Sale. 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 You two need it to be Sale if they're going to make. Well, if they're going to no, win I've, the league, I, I wouldn't. I, I love Exeter as a club. I, I think mm. it's an amazing club. I love it. Come on. Purely for my ego, a sale winning would be handy. Likewise, having predicted them to win the whole thing, but um, yeah. So hang on, I just let's look at this. I predicted sale and Exeter because I like those two teams. Bristol, that's not happening. Uh, it's not happening. Unlikely. Unlikely. And London Irish. Mm. London Irish. London Irish can, are going to do it. London know? Irish could do it. But so that would mean Saracens and Harlequins dropping out. Of the top four as it currently is constituted for me to get three of my teams in. It's not seem, there, that seems unlikely. It does seem unlikely. Yeah. I can't believe how how massively I underestimated Saracens. Yes, I was very surprised when neither of you picked them to be in the oh, top I put four. Them fifth, yeah. But I, I said Bristol were going to win the whole thing. So mind I, you, they I have know, lost five. <laughs> I know nothing. They have lost five games. Sorry, that's a lot of lot of yeah. games to lose. So anyway. Uh, I am going to say Sale really do put the hammer down on Exeter. And also, I think Sale are hurting after the last trip to Sandy Park. They're going to want, really want to put that right. Hmm. They got their mojo, that's for sure. Any more for any more? Did you see uh, your beloved Blues against my beloved Hurricanes? No. I was going to watch them, going to attempt to watch some Super Rugby, but I didn't even get around to Googling it. How does one watch Super Rugby at the moment? Uh, I didn't watch it live. I think you have to pay for it through... I think it's through Sanzar, but I don't know what outlet. Oh, right. Well, that's 100% never going to happen. <laughs> um, I always spend enough on uh, the Rainbow Prem- Cup or whatever Premier, it is. Yeah, Premier Sports. Yeah, so I'm not spending any, any more. Um, I- but the game... Go on. So I've not actually seen the highlights of it yet, but what I do know is that your beloved Blues were 18 points up. Get in. With Get ten, in, with, finally. With 10 minutes to go. Yes, and go on. The Hurricane scored 19 unanswered points to win by one point. Oh, my word. So That sounds like an amazing game for my beloved Hurricanes. Yeah. What? I'm heartbroken. Oh. I'm absolutely heartbroken. I'll segue into this email by James Sage just before we go, uh, by saying I finally got around to watching Drive to Survive, which you said I should, JB. Oh, is he a massive petrol head now? Yeah, well, this is it. So Sorry, we- you, much, you or him? No, no, I did. I, oh, okay, you're I, a massive petrol I, head I, I've started watching it, and... Um, I'm. Ne- I've never. I don't care about cars. No. Nope. I've never been interested in Formula One. You are now, though, aren't you? You want to go? You that, is to a, that is a game changer. Do you want to come to Silverstone th- uh, this year? <laughs> uh, I'm not ready to be a, a fan going to. No, no. Uh, I'm wh- not there. Which I, series have you watched? I'm, I've watched the first two. They're brilliant, aren't they? They're absolutely awesome. It's it's a complete game changer. I'm now invested in the people involved in the in. I, I get the storylines. Who's your favourite? The um, I, I I like the the I like the 
kind of mixture of humility and total arrogance of Ricardo. I really like Christian Horner, the fact he just... Horner's po- ace, isn't he's he? He's brilliant. He likes poking the bear. Yeah. So it's brilliant. So my point being, it is a game changer. And apparently the viewing figures off the back of that alone are just spiked massively. It's awesome. It's, it's I, brought so yeah. many people. And if I'm actually... If I watched it enough to care, and I do not care about F1 or cars in general, it's just... it's And so my, my thought there was... A rugby version of that. Tell you what, I was suddenly watching the F1. So, like a Six Nations one. Can you imagine cameras everywhere, all action, and you really get into the niggle of the the rivalry between these nations and the history and the just following the French camp. So good. Six weeks would be amazing. Oh, it would be awesome. Six so, episodes of French of the build up for Six Nations and then the games. It'd be well, just amazing. Well, you could have you could have a half an hour episode. Oh, just please, just. Do something like this for rugby because if you because re- what we have got in rugby are brilliant characters, history, genuine passion, um, uh, but you just got interesting guys that, who would say fun things. And if we can capture Not as fun that, as race drivers though, race drivers are different. Oh, breed. I mean, it's cool. It's like fighter pilots, isn't it? It's yeah, just, just, it's just got what they do. It's just cool what they the, do. The um, my favorite by far was Roman Grosjean, just completely just crushing everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it just never stops crashing. Yeah, when their heads go, when their heads are gone, it's uh, yeah, it's mad. But um, on to James Sage's email, he says, um, "I fully support the need for more and better content from Premiership uh, Rugby and clubs." We talked about this quite a mm-hmm. lot about growing the game. Um, I wanted to raise the video by Bristol Bears around the re-signing of Chris Vui and Pat Lamb's explanations of his strengths, etc. I don't think I've ever seen this from a DOR, and even being strictly neutral about the Bears. Um, thought of the opportunities we may have missed. Steve Diamond explaining why he needed another massive South African. Alan Solomon at the Solomons talking us through the upbringing of his stock of second rows. <laughs> I'm just curious if you guys missed it, um, but thought it was a step forward and so much better than that video alongside the signing of Ellis Genge. It was very good. I, I will concur with that. I don't think I saw it. Uh, I've not seen that one. No, it... it, the, it the- the Genge one we spoke about it was yeah. a bit weird. It was odd that a, another club's club captain was going to yeah. and, um, wear, and wearing their stash. Well, he didn't actually wear. I don't think he wore their he stash. Wore Umbro. He, he wore, wore yeah. Umbro. It was, it was non branded. Yeah, he, but he was at the training ground hugging Pat Lamb. Yeah, that, that is odd. weird. Hey, but, it, but it was good. But my, but my general point is there is so much more we can do, and there's so many stories we can mm. tell. Somebody said something to me, and I think it's a good bet. The next Premiership head of comms. This is so inside baseball. Will be Tom <coughs> Tainton. Mm. That's what that's what that's what I strongly believe. Because if you think about the body of work he's done for Bristol, for Bristol. Bears, like just sl- it's a slam dunk. Yeah, like the Premiership Rugby need some help in their comms department. To put it mildly, <laughs> very very mildly. You should be the next director of comms. I should be the next director of comms. Actually, would you be comms director or director of comms? What would I be? Well, what I would yeah, say on that is, uh, to, well, one, Tom Tatum Tate at Bristol is a, is a lovely man, uh, very, very good at his job. And But equally, I would say that um, Steve-O at Exeter Chiefs is an awesome head of comms. He is yeah. awesome, not because he does the best memes and he's up to speed on current... He knows like, how to handle a crisis. ...current <laughs> Twitter trends. He is so transparent. Mm. So I, I don't think he'd mind. I don't think he'd mind. Um, okay, so all I can say is he will give information to 
So if, if I called him up in the week of a game, he would give me information which some clubs might not give. That's, he, that's, that's how you won Fancy Ruby Draft. <laughs> <laughs> Is this right? Um, <laughs> Is this right? Should I, should I make a trade for <laughs> Don Armand this week, Steve-O? <laughs> um, well, well, well. Um, and here's me befriending the England captain to, to, to get my tips, but you've been <laughs> weaseling away with the comms guys, have you? <laughs> He's just... I started the, the podcast about... Um, I started this podcast talking about transparency. He's just unbelievably transparent. But but back to the point on Drive to Survive. Yes, entertaining people that are already into rugby on Twitter with funny content is great. Yeah. But we've got to think bigger than that. 100%. Reach outside. And the fact, I'm just going back to that. I never cared about Formula One. I understand. I'm interested. I I want to know more about some of the people involved. Yeah, I, I wouldn't And know. I might actually watch a Grand Prix. Oh, the Grand Prix is a race. Uh, they are ace. I, I got just like you got obsessed by it. But then I started watching YouTube clips of like rallies and all sorts of bits and pieces. I love it. Can't get enough of it now. So there you go, rugby. That's yeah. that's your challenge. Yep, there you go. But just before we finish, one email that I want to mention. Okay, please. Um, I'm going to pronounce your last name wrong, Edward. So apologies, but Ed, Edward Chibozo, uh, I think he's pronounced, who. Two two important points. One about um, watching Cass versus Wrestling ninety two. You missed his first point. Uh, sorry, his first point. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Point number two. <laughs> um, he comments on the size of Rory Rory Popeye Cockut's left forearm. Or I, think, I think he's got enormous. I think both of his forearms are absolutely enormous. Mm. One forearm slightly larger, though. There might maybe one slightly larger. Interesting. They are noticeable forearms. Interesting. That is interesting. But yeah. um, another thing that he does mention, so he, he's from Chicago and involved oh, well, in Chicago Riot Rugby Club. So uh, he says next time we what are... What a cool in- name for a club, Chicago Riot. Riot. Yeah. 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 Love that. Next time uh, we're in town, which... I'd love, to go, love to go back to Chicago. Um, be a f- it'll take us out for a few good Negronis. And since atrociously flavoured booze is uh, our kink, it's only right that we get introduced to Malort. Do you know what Malort is? No, but I want to. So it's a Chicago brewed uh, Basque liquor. Yes. So Basque, which is a Swedish-style spiced um, wormwood or anise. That sounds awful. I'll have, yes. I'll have two. So that would be wonderful, Edward. Yeah. Uh, sorry, there is one last thing. Um, there's a good chance that our game in Portugal is going to be off now. Yes, that does seem likely because shows it's Portugal-Russia. It. Yeah, it shows there are real-world consequences to this conflict. Um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that, that sounds incredibly <laughs> callous and joke, clearly a joke, joke. <laughs> I will say this though uh, I, I raised um, there are some things which I really dislike uh, number one is or it will make it even more entertaining to go and watch that's the flip side of it that's, uh, and then there's, this that, game is not that is played. not happening no. this game is there not is, getting played so there's no way the draw They've cancelled the Georgia game. Well, it's postponed officially. Yeah, but, but it's cancelled. It's not happening. That, that Russia team. I just they can't fly. They can't fly there. No, they can't fly. I just we'll just say if they end up getting relegated as a result of not being able to fulfil fixtures in the league below, you, Ukraine, <sighs> Ukraine are in tier three. It's just awful. It's all. I mean, do you know what really got me though today? 
Um, and actually, since all this has kicked off, the amount of people that just put flags on their bio without actually, you know, no skin in the game. It's just such an easy, throwaway thing to do. But World Rugby, right? I, so I, I, went to have, I went to have a look about World Rugby's um, policy on you know what's going to happen to Russia. And it caveats whatever's going to happen to Russia with World Rugby con- totally condemns armed conflict. It's like, what? Why do we need to know what World Rugby thinks of armed <laughs> conflict? What, what, yeah, what a statement. It's unlikely they were going to condone it. Yeah. Were they? World Rugby have got a, a long-standing policy of condoning armed conflict. Yeah. What? what? Oh, no, they've been doing they've been doing those posts all the last um, you know few years while we've been bombing Yemen. They've, it, they've, they've been posting that every week, JB. It, it's it's bizarre. Uh, the, one of the bizarrest people in rugby, right, is the guy who sold the takeaway company to um, whoever he sold it to, David Buttress of um, the Dragons. Have you ever seen? Uh, there is there is not a single event in the world that he has not taken a stance on. The latest one is he stands in full solidarity with with Ukraine. Does he really know? Like, the man's a multi-millionaire. I wonder if he's going to put some money forward to pay for some mercenaries to go over, or is he just going to post a, post his Ukrainian flag and that that will be that? Oh, but there is not a single thing that he has not come across recently which he doesn't need to take a stance on. Like, just run the rugby club. Run the rugby club and shut up. I wish he'd shut up. That, that's what I wish. <laughs> I wish the CEO of Dragons would shut up. Moron. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I ju- we'll just say, Google Rory Cockott's left arm. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, that does. That looks weird. That that looks like he might have had a uh, operation wow. or something. It's uh, he reminds me of um, Edward. You're absolutely right. He that reminds is... me of uh, Nadal. Yeah, Nadal. You definitely used to be really pronounced. Is that I, I watched a video of a guy who had oversized um, arms and hands and uh, he looks like that the, the, the guy who's the uh, like one of the best um, arm wrestlers in the world uh, had, okay. w- was born with a genetic oh, yeah. thing which meant he had these just enormous arms and hands he does have uh, yeah his left forearm is bigger looking at these pictures I mean that one does look like <laughs> something he's got a... an unnatural bulge wow yes yeah interesting is that a something in your arm or are you just pleased <laughs> to see me hey. right on that bombshell Sorry, I, I'm just going to go through the last I, I was going to go through the last 10 maybe even 30 David Buttress tweets which are just <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself JB I just can't believe it the guy's a millionaire if you feel so strong about it send some money over well, <laughs> send some money over well this is kind of it and this Hypocrite. is one of, one of the reasons I um, I don't bother with Twitter anymore is I have lots and lots of opinions about things I just don't feel the need to share yes. all of them with everybody all yeah. of the time I mean I might want one side to win more than the other it's not a it's not a sports contest he's treating it like he's an actual fan like he's a, a member of the Ukraine fan club it's absolute. It's unbelievable, unbelievable. I mean, at least buy it. At least buy a flag, not just yeah, post a, a picture of a flag. A lot, actually, a lot of people that did go to the football this weekend bought a flag. Yeah, well, he's he's, he's tweeted about that too. Where are we now? I must be on thirty or tweets. It just it just is another ending 
It's never ending. He's never ending. Well, let's end that and this podcast. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a section on this podcast called Buttress Watch, where we, we, where we just, where we just go through what he's been up to. Uh, uh, this I week. can't wait for the day you just like flick around and Sky News go and um, and David, what's, what's David Buttress said about this uh, current <laughs> situation? I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of it. Right. Thank you very much for listening. Um, it's very late, and Phil's already had a skin fall, so yesterday. Yesterday. So, uh, it needs to get to bed. Yes, I do. Let the boys play. I always play. <laughs>